Doc just strut with his, you know, comb slick back hair, smoking in the hospital wing. It's it's fantastic. Um, but yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, this little meat cute is great. Yeah, well, and and I think too that at the, by this point in the film, you basically have all of the films that you're going to be watching. You have this romance story between you know um, uh, Jack and Sally. You have Jack's you know sort of sort of technical side and you know his his process with the equipment and his job, and then you also have this giant political assassination that just went down and the immediate attempt to cover it up, which you are seeing here where even McRyan's people are coming to him and being like, please don't talk about the girl that was in the car. And he's just like, well, that is what happened, isn't it? Like, that's the truth. She was in the car. And he's like, what difference does that make to you? You know, his family would rather not know. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, it's it's going it, to, you know, just put a bad light on his name. And he even encourages him to like both of them slip out together, uh, which I guess kind of propels him to help her as well, because now he feels like, well, what is this really? There's something really strange going on. And she's obviously directly connected to it. And he just feels he's got a little crush, of course. So he feels like he wants to help her out. Um, yeah. I also love the the amazing uh, another great split diopter shot where Travolta goes out of the room. I think it's after he meets Sally and you see his face. The two guys are talking about him behind him. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. They're talking about him. So they're looking at him and he kind of like glances over at them. It's just he, he finds so many great ways of it's a simple idea, but it's just so visually stunning and um, and it. It's, you know, there's no real dialogue. You don't really understand what they're saying. You just know exactly what he's capturing there is that there's this kind of paranoia that everybody's talking about him right now. Um, yeah, it's just great. Well, I and, love it. and that is, I think, the key to this movie. The fact that this combines one, you have literal like motion picture and sound reconstruction, which we are going to see when Travolta starts going back to his literally going back to his tapes to try to piece together what happened, because this story that they're telling mm-hmm. doesn't make sense to him, that there was just a blowout and he, you know, he ran off the road and it was an accident, and, you know, Um But also combining that with, you know, showing it to you that, you know, like this is an inherently artificial thing. Someone is behind the scenes. There is a person constructing this thing that you watch. We know that from the opening scene. Um, And then he the way that he just directly compares that to the artificiality and construction of what is, you know, this political world that these characters are living in. Um, is the yeah. thing that takes it to kind of like the 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 next level because he is literally witness to a political murder and a subsequent cover up and he's actually living in it and this is I think the main difference to me even in than typical De Palma fashion because he's made many great films that uh, operate within what I would call like dream worlds to the point of characters like not sure, knowing yeah. if they're awake or not. Like think about Carrie and Dress to Kill both end the exact same way with characters not being able to tell the real world from, mm-hmm. you know, this this fantasy one in a way or even Body Double, which has long stretches of it, like the big uh, relax music video scene where like his life literally becomes a movie in that, you know, in that situation. Um, but right. this is one where people are on the periphery and they just, they see the dream world actually being crafted and they interrupt that process and they actually see the ugly reality behind that. Um, Mm -hmm. And that to me is the thing that is really, really intriguing um, 
about you know his focus on construction and being a technician and sequences of him literally showing you how to assemble a movie if you just wanted to know in the analog days how to like you know uh, cut a piece of film and sync it up with audio like this is this is practically a tutorial film (laughs) (laughs) yeah Um, he gets hyper specific with what he focuses on when it comes to just uh the building of the film and how how he uh times it and connects it with the audio that he's captured uh yeah i I love that sequence so much yeah or Um, or that sequence of him uh recreating uh his own uh experience and subjective space by listening to his his own tape and with the headphones on he's mm -hmm. like you can see him like using the pencil as the mic and it's like literally he's sitting in a motel like listening oh, to dude. his own tape and it's actually conjuring images from his eyeline, which were previously from the scene that we already watched, but we never saw it from these shots. We never saw his direct POV of that scene. Um, and yeah, yeah and you can literally see him. Obsession, re- so, uh, go ahead. This is, yeah. And this is where the obsession just seems to really begin for him. Um, and I love that it shows him, you know, just obsessed all night long. He's, you know, he's like you said, pointing the pencil. I love that little detail. It was so great to represent the microphone. Uh, yeah. He has an amazing shot where he like superimposes Travolta's face on the left side and you see the tire on the right side blow out or um, or get shot out. And it's it's like this. It's just a great way visually to show like get inside of Travolta's head. He's visualizing what happened. He's trying to get like an up close yeah. view or or what he thinks ha- happened. Um, and then when they wake up and uh, and Sally's feeling like a little bit better, he's like, you have to listen to this. I've been listening to it for like eight hours straight <laughs> all night. Um, and she doesn't want to whatsoever. She's like, why? Why would I want to listen to this? I almost was killed last night. And um, like, it's just going to make me uncomfortable. Um, And I like that because like before I said he he does like have a crush on her and he wants to help her in some way. But then this, I think, directly translates to what we get with the diner scene later on where, you know, he actually feels guilty about his past. And that's really more likely the motivation. It's probably a mix of both. Yeah, Um, because he used to really used to work where she wants to forget. He, he used to work with the, uh, the, I guess, the undercover cops or the people who were investigating police corruption and trying to, like, infiltrate mm-hmm. the mob and stuff like that. And there's an amazing sequence where uh, he is driving behind uh, the, the car.